crazy said we did like half the damn podcast. <laughs> so we gotta be creative. Man. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The pictures do not do you justice, baby. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And she came with the pink hair. That's right, the signature and everything. Oh yeah. my goodness. Me too. Yeah, so I'm gonna ask you this because I've been having this dilemma this week, right? Okay. And it was it's like this. I'm grateful for the success that I've had so far, but is it wrong for me to be grateful but at the same time want more? No, I think that's healthy. I don't think like I think if things are going well, it's never enough. You know, you want to keep trying and keep doing better because you know your own potential and you know that you want to just you know how good it feels to succeed. It's nice to have more of that. It's also yeah, good to have, you have though. Yeah, because it's like <clears throat> See, because the, the whole story is like when I saw the Avian had a podcast thing, right? Podcast mm-hmm. side of the awards. And um, I was like, I saw my pod mommy, Lily Craven, shots out to her. Congratulations. I don't know. By the time this episode dropped, I don't know who won or what. But, you know, shots out to her. Congrats for her nomination. I saw podcasts I love to listen to, Horrible Decisions. And then I saw a podcast called 69 Whiskey. No disrespect to 69 Whiskey shots out to them, too. But I said, wait a second. It made me feel bad. Like, wait a second. How the fuck they get nominated? I didn't. <laughs> I said, wait a second. What the fuck I'm missing here? I said, it gave me something to shoot for now. Because even more so than anything else. Because I'm like, I'm like, I don't beat you in good parts <laughs> a couple of times for the number one spot in sexuality. How'd you get I didn't even know Amy knew who you was. Honestly, I don't understand how any of the nomination stuff like works. I don't I don't understand any of that stuff. I'm trying to figure it out, but it, it confuses me quite a bit. Because I've seen some people like I've seen a lot most of the people that I've seen nominated for stuff, I completely agree. And then I see a couple people that I'm like, what? Over this person? It's weird. I was like yeah, because I was like, with, with one, they their main not the fan vote shit. Their main nominations is really based off of committees. Mm. And if you want to go there, probably Moolah, <laughs> because they are known as the ABN means Adult Video Network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. A lot of these producers and directors of all these committees. Low key. Ooh, that's well some talents, depending upon legacy. So mm-hmm. that's how a lot of their, their awards are picked out or what have you. Now the fan ones that which you're up for and many of the other ladies are up for, that's different. That's based off the fan interaction. Yeah. You know, period. You know, but I was like, I understand. I've been voted numerous times. It, uh, you know, the podcast in and and you know the dope vibe side of it, but I said, "Damn it, I got to get AV in the It's about. I feel terrible. I'm like, because see, I have so many handicaps. I don't travel, not able to travel at this point in time. No. So, and I know that, but then again, I'm like, wait a second, I the 69 whiskey travel, dude. How the fuck they get? No. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's right, people. I'm sorry. I'm competitive. 
is <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You know? <coughs> Motivation. No, it's no hate. I'm just competitive. Yep. I want I want to be recognized too. God damn it. <laughs> I feel that. Because I feel I have a damn good fucking show. I have Princess Dandy on my fucking show. That means I have a damn good fucking show, people. I mean, how can you beat that? Most definitely. So how was your Christmas? How was your holidays? Uh, it was good. It was really good. I love buying gifts for people, so that's really fun for me. And I, even though I love it, I waited till like the very last minute to buy gifts, but still pulled it off. So I'm feeling pretty good. Like I got away with some crimes. So yeah, how was yours? <laughs> Mine was, was straight. I had to work. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it, I couldn't complain. You know, um, other than that, the week after though was, a, was was not the greatest, but I guess because it was the last week of the year, I had to get some of that bad luck and bad mojo off of my ass. I take it. So, yep. mm. so oh, no doubt and everything. So, hello everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge. As you can see, you see this beautiful lady here. So we're going. She going to introduce herself in a second. You're here on the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app and we're trying to start their own podcast career. I'm your host, Kevin Oliver Silver Champ. Find me at allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Three, excuse me, four sponsors. First one being lsworld.com. Next up, hottest mag in the, on the web, eroticismagazine.com. And for content creators, 90% profit, no hashtag issues. For consumers, a new place where you consume your triple X content excitebunny.com and last but not least award-winning award nominated we're talking about smut with some sexy sensual voiceover to go with it we're talking about blush erotica so go to blush erotica.com and oh by the way you get to see her on the goddamn site <laughs> all over <laughs> so go there and subscribe and see her get fucked as someone talks real sensual is she's getting fun and you know we're a proud member of a GW district black podcasting network so go over to shop gwdistrict.com and buy from 500 black owned retailers shops and boutiques also five days a week in the mornings go over to fully swap radio.com and listen to me also check me out on skyhawk after dark tv.com as well as the bgp llc app so i'm going to step back and let this sex voluptuous, gorgeous, pink-haired vixen introduce herself. Hi, everyone. I am Princess Dandy. I am a professional dominatrix. I'm also an adult film star and a content creator. Um, and I will be at AVN at the Big and Beautiful booth. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. The first in history all-BBW booth to ever be at AVN. So. Uh, please go Yes, it's about to be lit. I, I can believe it because a lot of girls that I interviewed that's on their booth is very lit. So I can imagine what it's going to be that thing. Hey, I'm going to miss it, but I'm going to enjoy the pictures. <laughs> pictures, for sure. No <laughs> doubt. So, like I said, we talked about so much before we got on the camera. So I'm trying to think where we can start at. Well, we're going to start with your dominatrix because you was that before you got into porn. And we all have our first experience of being our first experience of the BDSM, you know, that got got us started on that journey. So what was your first experience? 
it was a combination, a culmination of a million things. Like I, so I remember when I was a lot younger, just watching TV shows where they had like interrogation and like anytime like a character was like tied to something, I was like, mm -hmm. cool. And I didn't know like what that was for me until I was older and I saw it in person because I had a, a girlfriend who was a pro dom and I saw her mm -hmm. tie someone up and I was like, oh, that's why. And then, um, yeah, <laughs> ever since then, <laughs> love with it. So you see, I get blessed about it. Um, yeah, there's so much bondage in like the regular media mm -hmm. that you can notice if you're kinky. Oh yeah, you see, you see, you see, you see, it tastes of kinky mind to see kinky shit. So, what was your first dominatrix session that you did? <laughs> so I would say the first one that I did, um, I had joined my girlfriend at the time. And I, so I thought she was like, she was my first introduction into like being a dominatrix. She was awesome at the time. I've learned a lot from other people since then. And that um, she was a little bonkers, but she was very into foot worship. So that was my first session. We had a, a foot boy. He wanted to be our furniture, our footstool. He wanted to worship our toes. Um, he wanted us to like step on him a little bit. And I just thought that was so much fun. Like I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you get to walk on somebody, damn near. <laughs> but people don't realize, yeah, because people don't realize that you know, there's people in this world that wants to be dominated. Yeah. You know, and and live for it. You know, it's 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 like I didn't. Now go. What you about to say, baby? Uh, therapeutic like some people really they need it you know it gives them the right chemicals in their brains it, it helps them with all their daily stress and it's not um a replacement for therapy of course but it's just one of those things that really like lets steam off and you know actually if you want to be honest it's a kind of therapy if you want to be honest that's what i'm saying i think it's it's very therapeutic it's definitely a type of therapy and like pain therapy is weird is you know it's sounds weird but it's very real um giving up control is very important getting out of your mind and into your body is also very important and when you can only focus on your sensations or only focus on following orders everything else just mm -hmm. disappears it's just so good for you yeah because it's kind of like <clears throat> being sometime a person being in charge can drive them crazy mm -hmm. and people don't realize that they only think about it sometimes yeah, because it's stressful because that means you're running people that means you have to be in control of people and tell people what to do and sometimes you don't want that's not your personality who you are yeah you know what i'm saying is is your masquerade to the world you know because think about it like you might i don't know who your client base might be but you might be sitting here that thing is beating the shit out of fucking cops and senators <laughs> see <laughs> see I can't say much. Discretion and whatnot, but yes. You see that what I'm saying? Got them CEOs, everything. And from looking at her, yes, I'm pretty sure there's a couple of senators that is probably y'all know that she didn't spank. Or maybe even paid. You just think allegedly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I see. Uh, honestly, all different people from all walks of life, you know, I get the, the people that work at like minimum wage jobs to the people that have way more money than they could ever. So it's, it's interesting. Definitely get all different types. So now being, you went from being a dominatrix 
to you have now been in the adult film industry for what you told me one year as yeah. far as coincide and content like a year and a half okay then so what made you move into that arena so I definitely have to thank Blush Erotica for finally getting me into actual porn. Um, I did say, like, like I mentioned, I am a content creator and I'm a porn actress. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you were creating, so you you were doing boy girl pornish videos and stuff like that before Blush, correct? I mean, yes. So I was doing fetish stuff. I was doing like a lot of pegging videos and, and spanking and like even like random fetish things like balloons. Um, Oh, you would get that dominant. You would get that BDSM money. You get that BDSM money. Okay, go girl. <laughs> so you know, I was back in the day of Backpage and whatnot. I had posted some ads um, as a dominatrix, and I got a lot of messages from people who wanted to come see me, but they either couldn't afford it yet, or they wanted to get like a taste of it, or they weren't even in the same state. So they would say, "Hey, can you make me a video of this and that?" And so I started doing that, and I started uploading these videos to Clips for Sale. And I actually really enjoyed that. And I loved doing stuff with different fetishes and like learning different kinks and whatnot. Like I had so much fun with it and I hadn't gotten naked on camera until like last year. Um, but I was doing all, all this other fetish stuff and clothed femdom and clothed kink. Um, and then I met Blush Erotica and like I had been wanting to get into the porn industry, but I was like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if that's like gonna be my thing. I love my body, I've always loved my body. And I like being naked, but I was just like, I don't know. And then just being around such like supportive, like they never gave me any pressure. They were just very supportive and um, wonderful, kind people with, like I said, zero pressure. It was the whole like, you know, we can film something just for you. And if you don't like it, you throw it away, that kind of thing. And we did it. And I was like, no, I want to post this everywhere. Let's do this. I was so excited. Yeah, silver talk good at what you do. Oh, so, so good. So, so it like this now. Was your first scene? Was it a boy girl scene? Was it a packing scene? Was it a masturbation scene? Um. So my my first like content creation scene or my first like porn porn scene. Okay, let's go with your first. Well, you you you, you won't do it, boy girl. With your first content create. Well, hold on. Which was first, the content creation or the porn scene? Content creation. I've been doing like I've been making my own, filming my own stuff for. Okay, I got you. So was you doing boy girl scenes also with your dominatrix stuff? No, just I mean technically it's boy girl, but not boy girl sex. It was always boy. Yeah, girl. okay, yeah, 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 that what I mean by yeah, you 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 won't fucking on camera. You was doing dominatrix. I was pegging. <laughs> But I never had any. Yeah, she was fucking on camera, but I'm talking about dude fuck. Okay, <laughs> you won't get any fucked on camera, basically. That was you paid that. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she was fucking. She was definitely fucking. And what? trust me, he's probably she probably was got there pulling hair and every fucking finger, slapping ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she probably stirred it like motherfucking coffee. But no, I meant. Was she getting fucked? So people can understand. All right, go ahead. No, no. My first, my first scene where I got fucked was um, with Will Tile and Tom Moore filmed it. Sir Tom Moore, and it was a lovely experience. Damn, um, you cut your teeth with a legend. Oh my gosh, it was. I mean, and it's again thanks to Blush Erotica because you know everyone, so you know everyone knows that he's an awesome guy. So he put in a good word for me, and Will was like, "All right, fine, I'll give you a chance." And Bill was fucking awesome, and Tom Moore was awesome. Like it was just such a good time, and I learned so much. I had so much fun. Um, so it was a threesome. No, so um, 
Well, you did two scenes. The one who filmed it. He was our cameraman. Oh, oh, okay. He was the cameraman. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I got you. He's also and, on uh, stuff, too. I haven't gotten to do kinky stuff with him yet, but hopefully someday. Yeah. <laughs> I love kinky is definitely still my thing. I love doing the vanilla boy girl, but anytime I can get like kinky kinky, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, I'm like that, too. I mean, shit. Because even to like, I like doing like shit where the girl is bound. Um, mm. You know what I'm saying? Face fucking rough sex, spankings, you know, stuff of that nature. Because, of course, I'm a dom. It ain't going to be me getting done too tough. Now, the only thing I would do is I would like to be handcuffed to a chair and she have her way with me. That's not a submissive thing. That's just, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I just always wanted to experience that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you blindfolded and she just go into town. That would be a hot-ass scene. You know? I mean, but, I completely agree with that because I would also enjoy that myself. <laughs> yeah, because you were dominatrix. So you get to dominate a dom if you mm-hmm. did that with me. I know that would probably make your pussy wet. <laughs> I love dominant people. Like when they, because you know, they just put so much effort and love into dominating other people and giving them what they mm-hmm. need. Like when a dom gets to like lay back and just be had, it's like yeah. magic. magical. Yeah, yeah. See, 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 you, see, you want to live, I live to do that to me. Yeah. I live to do that to me. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I let you talk. Yeah, I let you talk. Right. <laughs> see, see, when I see she'll be like, she'll have some rope trouble soon. Remember what you said on the smokers lounge? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, it's sure it's on the internet, so. <laughs> so, so now let's go back to your first shoot. All right. So okay. tell me some of the things that Will Tyler did, as well as the producer did, to relax you because this is not. Only the first time you're being actually nude. This mm-hmm. is the first time you were being in front of a camera having sex with a dude. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, my well, my first nude shoot was technically with Blush Erotica and we did a solo. But yeah, my very first boy girl with Will Tile and his giant dick, um, they, <laughs> they were both very nice to me. Um, mm-hmm. Not his, Will and Tom were very nice to me. And I had a lot of questions. I was, I told them straight up, I was like, this is my first boy girl. This is my first time having sex on camera. Um, What should I know? What should I do? And Will helped me. Like, we came up with a good um, storyline and we had some fun acting. And just like, we got along pretty instantly. Um, He's very easygoing. And I think just the mix of Will being so easygoing and Tom being so professional and having all of his lights and, you know, the camera and all that stuff just set up. So, like, I felt really good about it. Yeah, it was just. It was uh, like- I, yeah, I, I I could tell that uh, they probably was like at the end of the scene, you sure this your first time doing this? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it too many times, God dang it. The next day I go back and look at the scene, be like, woman, you done done this like five times over. Did you? You must have imagined this before you walked on set or something. That. <laughs> I mean, it definitely helps that I was really horny. Like, I think I have that to my advantage, that I'm typically very horny. And then if someone is hot, like Will is very hot, it's going to make me even hornier. So the sex, the moaning, all real. It's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sorry. I don't work with girls that I wouldn't have sex with off camera, Mm -hmm. you know, period. So, and I don't work with girls that 
God knows I had the opportunity to fuck him off camera, it, it, it'd be a done deal, you know. Yeah. But as a professional, you have to be able to work through evil one, you know, period. Because even to the point that finding something on them that turns you on, whether it's their personality, whether sometimes, I'm going to tell you funny with me, it's, it's sometimes the outfit she might wear. Or, mm. the, or she might wear some heels. Oh, I like the heels. Oh, you're you sexy now. <laughs> mm. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no, no. The way I used to film, we start with heels, we finish with heels. Mm-hmm. I make the decision whether they come off or not. You know, period. I even wanted to ride in reverse cowgirl heels. Let's keep it 100. Because mm-hmm. to me, I'm old school. I've been in the business for 15 years, and that's part of the course in the business. It's yeah. like, because one, you're not only a porn star, you're also a model because that's the reason why we took pretty girl pictures, as we call them. Right. We just didn't take the pictures, the steel pictures. See, I'm giving you our education. Steals, that means that was the steel version of us fucking. Pretty girl pictures of her by herself. She in the outfit that she in and she doing poses that we may have her do. You know what I'm saying? Advertising. Model. Kills. That's why I'm like, let's keep it 100. The heels they wear. I, I tell her quick, look, you ain't gonna be on your feet long. I just need a couple of standing shots. <laughs> the rest is on the bed. That's all that matters. I love wearing heels, but I hate standing in heels. Oh, I believe it. Oh, stop playing. <laughs> shit, if you a heavier woman and, and, and you and you have big feet, yeah, right. shit, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous. That's a lot of gravity. <clears throat> shit, that. I give props to dudes who wear heels. So you know I give props to a woman that wear heels. If a guy can wear heels, you know, more power to them. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, you won't see Bob do it. I ain't that. My, uh, no. <laughs> I can't even wear boot boots. No. Oh, my goodness. So, when you sh- so how many times have you worked with Blush? Well, like a million times. They, um, they live really close to me. So, like, we're good friends. And, you know, we'll just get together for shoot days and shoot some random mm-hmm. my sites or their sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've shot with them tons of times, and which is awesome because you know mm-hmm. I've worked with other companies too, but they're really the best. So it's mm-hmm. definitely put things into. So, place. so what companies have you had the pleasure of working with? Um, so, so let's see. Uh, I worked with BBW Adventures, and they're amazing. Yes, um, yes. Right, I've been checking them out. They, they they popped up. I'm like it just. Just funny how many BBW companies are now popping up, but we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Go ahead. They're all good. Um, I worked with Wasteland Studios, and that was before when I was doing just mostly dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with I, a lot of people have like their own companies, so you know, like Will produces his own stuff, and um, I'm trying to think. It's pretty much like people I've worked with. Yeah, because for with, the like, time frame that you've been. Filming, you mm-hmm. have done a lot, you know, period. Do, do you think that because you're versatile, because you can give them BDSM and you can give them the Vanilla Boy Girl, they're able to, to have so much work thrown at you? I think definitely, because, I mean, if I pick just one, then I would have, like, half of the work that I'm doing now or maybe a third, because mm-hmm. I really, I do love dominating, especially, like, women. Mm-hmm. Lot of women who want to be dominated there's so many there are so many submissive people in the world who haven't had a chance to explore that mm-hmm. so i get a lot of opportunities with that for sure mm-hmm. um, but i i love doing the solo stuff i love doing femdom and i love doing domination in general and 
vanilla sex. So I think I can mix them together too. I'm happy about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, <clears throat> so um, now you working with, you have basically came in the game working with top the line companies. Yeah. You know, so for the most part, especially on your boy girl situation. Yeah. So how has that shaped the way that you film your own content versus I, before? I mean, so I learned a lot. Uh, I learned a lot from, I mean, doing my own content and stuff like that. You have to like pick up a lot of things. And I was doing some modeling before that. So I learned things about lighting and whatnot from that. But working with professionals and seeing how things are done and seeing how different scenes can be cut together as well like I learned so much from that and that was really helpful and I still film on my own so I'm definitely mm -hmm. taking some knowledge with me when I work with other people mm -hmm. uh, of course I'll always prefer to like work with someone else like if I work with the cinematographer that's way better than anything I'm gonna film mm -hmm. but um, definitely just learning like that and then also learning um, what models need and what talent might need when I am hosting to shoot stuff so mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of people realize it's a, it's one thing to go do a shoot, it's nothing to host one. Because yeah. that's what I always did. I always did the hosting. It was mm -hmm. like I it's very it was very rare that I went to somebody else to shoot. Everybody was coming to me, you know. Most because just like you said, you had some photographer. I am sorry. When you have a cameraman to your disposal, you're spoiled. Oh. <laughs> that's why, like he and I have had talks about this because I'll be like. He'll be like, we haven't shot in a while. And I'm like, yeah, I just didn't want to bother you with all my little stuff. And he's like, dude, we live in New Hampshire. What else am I going to do? You know, <laughs> he's, such, like, he's such a, he's always traveling. He's always doing a lot of stuff. So when he's in New Hampshire, I feel bad being like, do you want to come over and film me for the millionth time? But he's freaking awesome. And he's always down for it. So I'm definitely hundred percent spoiled. Like, crazy. Yeah. Spoiled. yeah. Because it's kind of, and then too, also it makes you when people come at you, it gives you that leverage. Because, mm -hmm. like, I had a conversation with a lady a long time ago, and she was in Canada, and I asked her about being, you know, doing, you know, content. She said, I got enough scenes, I got 60 scenes that I ain't dropped yet, and I got three male times I can fuck up here. I'm good. The reason why she said that, because <laughs> she, 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 I had to, had to bring something to the table more than what she had. And she had a lot. You feel what I'm coming from? You know, period. So it's kind of when you have that camera person and him being a producer, and, he, and, he, and plus he ain't fucking you, he got to bring male talent in. He's a professional company. It 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 It's kind of like how I can put it this way. You kind of got that it's, you're doing it in the old school manner. And what I mean is ladies used to come in that way. They had mm -hmm. to come deal with a producer. We were the buffer. We found them the male talent. Yeah. We, 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 you know what I'm saying? Because in nine out of 10, that male talent has been vetted to a certain extent. You know, mm -hmm. period. But kind of the one comfort you got is that these motherfuckers they're coming to work with, they're clean. Mm. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And also, which comes to this question, because this is the fun part of getting ladies to get to do, because I see a smile every time I ask them this. Uh-oh. Because you don't work with real, okay, you don't work with real talent, you don't work with top-notch male talent. Mm -hmm. What do a male talent has to come to the table with when it comes to you, for you to agree to do content change, trade with them? 
so that's a tricky question because I I recently shot with someone who doesn't have like a lot of followers, but like he had a really great personality and he was hot and had a great dick and he did amazing on camera. And um, I feel like there's, you know, a lot of situations like when you're trying to like build up your following and everything where you mm -hmm. have to be like, well, this person doesn't have a lot of followers, so I shouldn't waste my time. But like you kind of have to look past that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then again, like I've been contacted by people who have like hundreds of thousands of followers, but they approach mm -hmm. me in a really gross way. So mm -hmm. I think it's important to be respectful and open-minded and like, I don't know, just don't be a dickhead. That's yeah, because it's like, put it this way, <laughs> the guy that you, you were talking about that didn't have a lot of credential, mm. I'm pretty sure that he came to you in a respectful manner that made you say, because let's be honest, part of the reason, part of the credentials for these girls to do cock and trade with you is, I would like to fuck you, sir, honestly, it's, it's, it, <laughs> y'all take, actually, that's number one and number two on the list, for us, it's number three. <laughs> I'm definitely like very sexually driven when it comes to my decisions and it's a bad thing at most times but it's a good thing sometimes because I can kind of like tell like if I see someone I'm like I think I'm gonna have good chemistry with them but yeah like I haven't I've been really lucky that I haven't shot or I haven't been put in any situations where I'd be shooting with someone that I wasn't very sexually attracted to mm -hmm. like everyone I've shot with I was like whew hot um so at least with like the boy girl stuff and it's mm -hmm. i mean the girl girl too but like sometimes the femdom i get someone that i'm like i don't love this person and they don't have a great personality but i'm gonna really enjoy fucking their ass you know <laughs> you find things to love about people but there's only been a couple <laughs> you were like oh, so you want to be an asshole huh and you're gonna yeah. give me your asshole exactly like, <laughs> You have pissed me off just enough for me to still want you around, but also to make it hurt. So, well, but, but, but see, maybe that's what he wanted, though. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I get a lot of people. Sorry, I'm plugging in my phone. It is dying. I get a lot of. Um, that's all good. I get a lot of idiots who are like, if I piss her off, she's going to punish me. And it's like, no, if you piss me off, I'm blocking you. That's obnoxious. <laughs> I'm not for that. It's no, not. Cute. She's not going to punish you for free. Y'all didn't want the punishment for free. No. The punishment is getting blocked and I never talk to you again. Like that's, that, ooh, yeah. ouch, you know? But there are, if we have a good relationship and you act a little bratty with me, if you're like, oh, make me, then I'm going to be like, okay. Like, I love a little brattiness, especially from girls. From guys, I'm like, shut the fuck up. But from girls, <laughs> they get like, they're like, why don't you make me? Or what are you going to do about it? Then I'm like, oh, 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 here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, going. Yeah. Oh my God. So. But I'm, I don't have time for that shit. I don't like to be manipulated. You know, there's a difference between yeah. manipulating someone and um, flirting. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, because um, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing of it is, especially when you like on set, you it, on set and even offset. You know. You want to feel good about the people that you're around or the person that you're around. Yeah. Comfortability, you know, period. Um, even to, even if you're not attracted to them, you know, period. That's why I tell people, uh, like, especially for for women, women are the leads when it comes down to sex because how they walk into that room is how that scene going to go. 
because they are the calm of it. Dude can have a fucked up day, and the female can make his day better to where that scene is banking. You know, period. So it's kind of like with you, before you do shoots, what is like your mental prep as well as your physical prep? Because people don't understand that we do go through a mental prep before we do a scene, as well as a physical prep, because depending upon the scene that we're doing, you get what I'm saying? Especially for you ladies, let's keep you 100. Because <laughs> they just don't walk on set and get a dildo stuck up, get a dick stuck up their ass. Because if they ain't right, something might come out that night. You feel where I'm coming from? <laughs> If your brain isn't right, it's probably not going to let anything into your body. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, just putting my makeup on is a big, like, okay, let's do this kind of thing. But also, I like to masturbate a little bit before I do a scene. Just a little bit. Um, I like to be, like, I don't think anyone even knows this. I think this is my first time even saying this. But, yeah, like, I will take just a couple minutes to myself before. Mm. Like, even in my car showing up outside. Mm. It helps. It's good. Right mindset. It makes me feel like sexy and empowered and ready for anything. Yeah, yeah because um, cause like I said, even to the point of whether he's smoking a blunt, you know, take a couple of sips of some drink. Just don't get too drunk. You can't do the same though. That, yeah, I was going to say, cute. don't even talk to <laughs> I don't like have anything. I'll get too like anxious, even if I'm perfectly sober. Mm. No, I did it. No, I'm yeah. talking. But yeah, yeah no, nah, I I used to I used to not eat before shoot, smoke for sure, mm-hmm. you know, and drink a lot of liquid. That's how I used to do my shit. And then I don't have sex or jerk off for a week. Oh my gosh. Oh no, because see, it the way I used to shoot, we, we I had to shoot for a weekend. You're talking about three scenes a day, three to yes. four scenes a day, or maybe more than that, depending upon how me and her mix. That's a lot of nut. <laughs> and you want it to look strong. You don't want, if if it's the clear, it better be a lot of it. They want the creamy white. Let's make that clear. It's just. Gotta save it up. You know what I'm saying? Period. Or spunk lube in the moments where you have to fake the uh, uh, the cream pie or swallow. Well, but, but, but not for the spunk lube. The swallow, she bring up enough spit. You, you think that's calm. But anyway. Trips of the trade. <laughs> I haven't. I, I so I have a lot of like spunk lube. I have a lot of um, bad dragon cum lube mm-hmm. because I have ejaculating dildos and I like making them ejaculate into people. But mm-hmm. yeah, I have not used it like on set yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe someday I have to. But oh I can't wait. So now. <laughs> <laughs> So now, people, you know, this is the time of the show that y'all love. This is the time of the show where the pussies go dry and the dicks go limp. Let's talk about the business. So, this is the boring part of the show, of course. But y'all still tune in for it. Uh, people think that this business is easy. Because we've been fighting this situation Especially in this, the past two years with the emergence of OnlyFans and all that good shit and the the abundance of people doing what we do. Right. And it's kind of like, speak to the ups and downs of this business the, from the money 
the work we put in, the whole nine, because a lot of people don't realize all that it takes to make it to sell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it takes so much. I think people don't consider even just like the money that you have to put in to make a production happen. And people, especially with like OnlyFans and everything, like I love my OnlyFans. I don't love OnlyFans, but I love my OnlyFans. And I do follow a bunch of people on there, but they expect you to put out content every day or every other day. And it's got to be good quality stuff. Like it's got to just be constant. And for some people, like I do put stuff out every day and every mm. other day, something like pro. And then in between, it's just like amateur random stuff. Um, but I have a dungeon slash studio that I maintain. And I just got a new one, and which is like my background's really messy. You can't really tell. But <laughs> thrown in and um yeah it's i like just moved so that'll having the space to shoot just creating spaces to shoot i know a lot of content creators will have like a bedroom set that you see them shoot all of their stuff in and mm. then people will complain be like why don't you shoot somewhere else it's like okay yeah let me go spend 200 dollars on a hotel for like a video i'm ten dollars off of mm. uh, and people can get porn for free so easily that they just expect so much for the, the smallest prices. I think that that's a big deal. My fans have been awesome and they've never, like I've never felt like they expected more from me than I was giving them or whatever. Mm. But I really worked with some people who were just so like, just defeated by how much mm. people did from them. And I'm like, where where did this get this entitlement? It's so strange. See, yeah. I think what happened is that The the webcam mentality got connected to the porn mentality. And the reason why, because if you, like for example, solos were considered softcore porn, really more so for webcamming, mm. you know, period. And, and if you ever did see a solo, it was at the beginning of a scene and she about to have a dick in her mouth while she's doing that and then eventually a dick in the pussy. <laughs> you know, period. Yep. What happened was when OnlyFans came out, and a lot of these girls was doing masturbation because mm -hmm. someone eventually became popular because of webcamming anyway. Okay, let's keep it one. Because someone figured out I can film my webcam show and put that bitch on clips or put it on that. But even with that, it really became evident because of OnlyFans. Because even yeah. when you you don't clips for sale. You don't see but so much solo shit. Yeah. Now, as you would be honest, you see a lot more fetish shit than you see with boy girl stuff. Yeah. Like I was blowing up balloons and sitting on them solo, but that I feel like that's different than just solo. Yeah. Because I was doing a lot of different fetish clips of all different kinks, like a lot of JOI stuff, like jerk off instructions and um just like come countdowns, come eating and things like that that yeah. make sense solo as well. Um, and I hadn't done like any actual real solo solos till I met, um, Blush Erotica mm -hmm. and they, they film it right. Like it's gorgeous, but yeah. And I just, I know that like, I think for me, I hadn't really seen much value in basic solos until mm -hmm. recently. And now I see like a lot of people are actually making good money off of it, but it's also oversaturated. Like so many people yeah. do it to do, but there's reasons for that. So. Because, I, but see, but, but like I said, I think what happened was the reason I was an influx because girls figured out 
I don't need to fucking do with that's the main reason why. Because if you do a lot of solos, you ain't got to fucking do. A lot of these girls didn't want to back in my day, you had to fucking do right in order to see the money. Because with webcamming, y'all they get majority of the money, you get some of it. <laughs> in webcam sites, they get majority cut um, versus content. I did webcamming for like a very short amount of time and I didn't like it and props to anyone who can make it in camming because it is it's so much work and you get so little for it like anyone listening to this go tip your cam stars because like oh my gosh they're so underpaid it's not yes lord it's always been that way even from the outset from when I first remember we started to come out you know and that's part of the reason why a lot of those girls did start dropping content you gotta have full like avenues of income, especially when you're in sex work of any type. You gotta have like a bunch of different things. Just drop off at any moment. You know, I could lose my only tomorrow, and then there goes a big chunk of my income. Yeah, because it, which goes to the word brand. Mm. Brand means that you have more than just one thing. Because <clears throat> that's one thing that I talk about on this show with the ladies. And even the fellas. Well, ladies more so because y'all have made way more ways to make money than we do in this business. But we talk about expanding your repertoire, you know, mm-hmm. period. From how you make your money within the industry to even your content base, you know, period. And it seems like you're a lady that has a deep repertoire in both areas. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So speak to the importance and why it's good to be that way when it comes to this business well it's a whole like not putting all your eggs in one basket thing i mean we've got the obvious threat of certain platforms going down if you are making a bunch of money off like only fans like i said and that goes down for whatever reason you lose you lose everything if you don't have other um, I mean, I would be so mad if my OnlyFans went down, but I have a lot of other things. I have clips for sale. I have loyal fans, Fan Centro, like, um, you know, all sorts of different things. And I am on Pornhub and I do have like a presence in other places. So I'd be okay. But like, yeah, it would still be devastating. But it's it's just super important because none of this stuff is very secure as to whether to stay or not. And the laws and regulations for things change constantly. Um, about what's allowed online and some websites instead of just like sending you a message and saying hey you got to take this down they just take your whole account down and mm-hmm. I've definitely seen women um, I've seen people of all types being destroyed by this fact um, mm-hmm. of just losing everything from that but you also like it's important to try a bunch of different things because you don't know where you're going to be you know and like mm-hmm. when I was coming up in the whole like um, domination community there were a lot of there still are a lot of people mm-hmm especially tops that if you're a dom, you can't be getting fucked on camera Mm -hmm. Uh, or you can't be like, you can't ever submit to anyone. And I haven't submissive on camera yet, but I would like to someday. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I have sex on camera and I love it. And that's like not what dominatrixes do apparently. Mm -hmm. And I held off on doing that for many reasons, but that was one of them. And I regret it. Like, Ah, I wanted to get to that point, too, because I didn't hear that conversation with a lot of female dominatrix, even webcam girls, even girls that are solo artists, that they're afraid that they do boy girl. 
or do a certain type scene, it will hurt their money and their fan base. It does not. It creates a new avenue for you to make money. It creates a new fan base. And like, it might even excite your current fan base. Like when I started posting even naked stuff, which I knew like a lot of my fans and stuff wanted to see me naked, but for some mm-hmm. reason, as soon as I post it, they're not going to think I'm dominant anymore because that's mm-hmm. what I like, quote unquote, dom thought. Mm-hmm. And I posted it and they were like, woo, like my fans are happy. They're like, hell yeah. And like seeing me being confident and blooming blossoming and exploring myself and having fun and doing what pleases me like I even had a client the other day who had asked this is like the only kind of negative thing that I've had with it is my client was like talking about how he's a switch and I was like well I am too I like to switch from time to time but it's pretty rare and he's like oh yeah I saw you getting fucked on camera and I thought it was really cool that you like you know were submitting and I was like what what when was I fucked but, no, because in their mind, you're being a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. Even though you're you're a woman, or okay, whatever the, whatever pronoun, you know, because <clears throat> I don't, don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> so, uh, you see, okay. Then. Now we got that. Now we got that covered. <laughs> you check. You have to check. It's important. Yeah, 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 cause I don't want to offend nobody because I don't want nobody to come back later and say, you know, I really didn't like you using, I was like, well, check me on it, check me on the air. I, I have no problem being checked on air. Hey, yeah. got to correct yourself, you know, it's good to ask. It's very important okay. and matters. So I appreciate that. So, but because you are a dominatrix, it, they would expect, they would never, they, how can I put this? Because you're a dominant of nature, they would never expect you to be fucked. And fucking is a submissive state because it in their mind, no, you understand, in their mind, it's a submissive state because the position that you're in, the what we call it's a totally different story if they see you having like the scene we talked about, I'm tied up. You're mm-hmm. still in a dominant position, and now I'm the submissive, versus you know what I'm saying? Is versus you're sucking the dick because you want to versus I'm making you put your hand behind your back and I'm face fucking the shit out you. <laughs> you being tied to a chair doesn't even make you submissive, but that is like you know that's the submissive tone. So we kind of explore the, the porn the category. Image. But yeah, yeah that femdom, even if you didn't feel uh, submissive, and I just think it's funny. Because so, so many people do associate like fucking and being fucked as submissive and dominant. Like the person getting fucked is submissive, even though I'm there and I'm saying harder, fuck me harder. I fucking mm, love yeah. it. Yeah, thick and you know, like I'm mm. I'm yelling just as much as he is. We're both bossing mm. each other around. If anything, we're just kind of like equals, just having sex. But I also think it's very empowering to receive pleasure. And so I just I thought that was like so weird. And I like was like, wait, what? You thought I was submissive? Like. I was just getting what I want. I don't think, you know, I don't think either of us were submissive. See, see, that- see, 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 they don't understand, and sometimes men don't understand. Forgive us, we're dumb sometimes. <laughs> okay, a lot of the times, but that ain't the point. <laughs> it's, it's like I said, it's what they see. Yeah. And what they've been taught, what we've been told, what we've been shown. 
like I said, for there's the other part of being a submissive. You have to break the mental barriers and ment- and and the shit that you actually been taught. Mm-hmm. Because to be a male and be submissive to a female, to one be paid, one to be beaten, one to be dominated, one to be humiliated. Mm-hmm. We're taught not to be that way, no matter what race you call it. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, period. Women are subjected to that more so than men. Mm-hmm. You know, period. It so for a man to do it, it's he literally had to break a lot of barriers within who he is, mm. who we think he is. Let's make that clear. Not who he truly is. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I think that, that holds a lot of people back, and it's such a bummer. Um, because I do I meet a lot of older clients who are like, I've always wanted to try this, but I was scared to, you know, that I would get caught doing this and that. And it's not that they get caught you know, doing it when they have a wife or whatever is that they would mm-hmm. caught wearing women's clothes or being fucked or being tied up. And it's like, no, first of all, no one's going to catch you doing this. This is not TV. But second of all, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And if anyone caught you with that, it doesn't mean anything about the rest of your life or your personality. Oh, no. It's, like, but, see, but see, it's because they're worried about what others going to think. Yeah. They tie and it the to image that they portray. Stuff like that. And it's just like, we don't really need to tie so much... There doesn't have to be so much meaning to different sexual acts. Like you can just want things. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, there is a lot, of, a lot of things, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, because to me, it's about. <clears throat> someone asked me, you know, being a, oh, you get to dominate this girl, you get to fuck the shit out of this. And I said, that ain't the pleasure I get out. It's a mental pleasure. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's. I was like. I can sit there and dominate her and not even have sex with her and be just as satisfied if I busted her nut in her face. Mm-hmm. You know, period. Because it's, it's more of a mental thing is someone's willing to submit to me and chose me to submit to. <clears throat> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, period. Everything, too. Yeah. It's the trust and the connection and it's just, you know, giving... I'm going to sound like such a service talk. Finding mm-hmm. out like learning the puzzle of the person that you're with and finding out what they need and giving it to them, especially when they didn't know what they needed. Like there's mm-hmm. something completely else about that. It's amazing. Okay. So we gonna give us a cowboy beat by porn scene. Okay, let's go. Right. <laughs> let's go. You got the outfit. I do. Got Faye's outfit. So when, when are we gonna get one? Tomorrow, come on over. See, I'm sure she must find me cute because she flirt with me, making me feel blush and shit. Mm. See, this, this is where I be hate that retired because I love to take the song like that right there. Yes, I would. But um, yeah, because I didn't look at your stuff. That that booty, that booty, 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 booty. How big is that booty, baby? It's pretty big, pretty big. Yeah. Have you measured it? What's your, what's your measurements? Fifty-two inches. I love it. <laughs> so now, where did it happen this year? Um, <clears throat> especially in porn. And uh, y'all can go back and check some of those episodes I discussed. Uh, the one thing I'm pretty sure you're feeling, your your the people in your you know your peoples the peoples are feeling that next year is going to be a very big year for BB Dubs. I believe. Yeah, because the proof is in the pudding, because 
Brass was in Shock 3. Mm-hmm. Now, before then, they had Caroline, but that was years before now. I'm talking about three in the same year, people. Let's make this clear. Three. So, me being the business, I know how this works. We're going to start seeing copycatting happen. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, plus y'all going to be at AVNs with that booth. So, by the door, close to the door, so y'all get to see them soon. Y'all walk in. They're, I already had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been mad if she said y'all didn't have it by the door. I'd be like, how the fuck y'all get it? it's i'm gonna be like so since i'm still very new but also like i'm in love with bbws i'm just gonna be like blushing the entire time and like Mm. not necessarily starstruck but just like probably drooling um because Mm. the women are so hot like in the group i've met some of them and some i have not met and i'm just gonna be like oh they're so pretty I don't know how anyone's gonna walk past this booth. I don't care. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Because because I'm gonna tell you what's funny, right? And I don't think the girls even thought about it. With everything that's going, the way the, the way the shit's flowing, they had the AVN with a booth with never BBWs, mm. and you have all the top companies right there. <laughs> it's gonna be like a can you say buffet? We mm. eat buffet. We eat buffet. It's no, because I glad when 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 I heard about it and uh, I talked to um, Lennox May about mm. it. I said, "Boo, they should have been did that shit." Because I mean, cause really, they had BBW at the booth, but it was never a fully BBW booth. You get what I'm saying? Not even exotic. Well, well, exotic, but not the AVNs, because this is a different level than Exotica. You feel me? Right. That's what I've been hearing. Again, I don't know much about AVN, but I know that it's like a whole other thing. Um, and I have seen some BBW booths at Exotica. I've been to like most, yeah, all of the Exoticas now. But I think this is going to be something just completely different. Um, no shade, obviously, to any of the, the booths at Exotica. They were all BBW, but we've got like a lot of girls and they're all just like pop tier. I don't know how I think I 20, 20 or more, I think. And yeah. I don't know how many have added, been added to the list. <laughs> number, I was like, I'm pretty sure we've got like 20 big bad bitches. And I'm like, how did I even get invited to this? Cause they're just, Oh my God. I'm so excited. Yeah. So now we about, we about to, we about to have some fun and keep it real on this business. Now, oh. ain't no way here. You're going to tell me you ain't going to go to, AVNs, you ain't gonna get some shooting done, some oh, filming yeah. done. So now you at this booth and you're trying to film. How are you gonna balance all this? How do you go about balancing? As in, like this how many scenes I shoot to where I don't tire myself out, wear myself out, at the same token, be able to be available for doing the booth and everything that comes with it. So we have a really good system in our in our group where we have um, assigned certain girls to certain days. We got to claim certain days um, at certain times. We're all doing, I think we all have to have at least six hours of booth time. I think it was that, I'm doing more than that, I believe, but two hours at a time and we're in the, mm-hmm. we're in the schedule, we're in the calendar. So we do have our designated times that we're gonna be at the booth 
no girl is going to be there like all day dying because we also want you know we want to go film and and do other things so i will be there every day of the event but i'm also going to be filming before or after as well as on the weekend so i have lots of stuff lined up luckily and yeah very grateful for calendars so how many scenes a day you're looking to do so hold on with a caveat caveat boy girl if you do any boy boy girl yeah Okay, so most of the scenes I'm going to be doing are girl, girl. Um, I do have, I would say, I'm shooting probably with four different guys. So not a ton, um, but one of the guys that I'm going to be shooting with, um, I don't know if you know Brother Love. He's awesome. Yes, I I heard of him. He's he's wonderful, and we are very efficient. So I'll go over to his place, and we end up shooting like six things in a pretty reasonable amount of time. It doesn't feel like we like that we just get a lot done so there's gonna be like at least probably 10 boy girl scenes of some sort um okay. over the course of seven days but oh I'm so you're gonna sure. be there seven days yeah i'm gonna be there a while oh okay 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 we we'll see that that was shit with yeah that's seven days you're good yeah because some of them we try to do that in three days <laughs> oh, thank you I would die. Now, because because also at the same token, if you don't want to over well, men or women, because you don't want to overshoot yourself because yeah. you can't, you know, um, because it's also about being fresh. Um, for fee because to keep it one hundred on the female side, okay, let's keep it real. Nine out of ten, if you're doing these these conventions. You a fucking different dick. So we talking about different size dicks, different shaped dicks. Mm-hmm. They, they hit your pussy differently. Pussy might be a little bit. So you, you get you. Yeah, I mean, just keep the one hundred. Trust me, I, I I've been in the business long enough. Uh, <laughs> the perp, That's why lube is used sometimes. <laughs> well, I, biggest issue with like getting a lot of dicks in one day. This is a great conversation. Getting a lot of dicks in one day. The biggest issue is that like it does. I'm I'm pretty tight, so my pussy gets kind of beaten up. It doesn't like you won't know if I've had a lot of dicks because it gets very tight because it doesn't want any more. But I disagree. I want more. My pussy doesn't. Mm-hmm. But but that's the issue. But see, also, but also is the other caveat is energy because let's keep it one hundred. You shot professionally. We ain't talking about this with a cell phone with your boyfriend shit. Right. It's motherfucking work in front of that camera. It is work. Actually, I remember days I came off that bit sore. It was a good sore. Yeah. But I was sore. <laughs> well, sometimes, and you know, this like, okay, so for example, the sideways fucking, when you're trying to get the right angle and all of that image, especially with a big booty, you've got to kind of go to the side when you're fucking. I have to do it a lot when I'm pegging. Uh, that sideways fucking hurts after a while, and I imagine it would hurt for the men, too. But yeah. you're bending your yeah. dick to good shot and that's that's makes you sore and then the back of the legs but because see it it like put it this way yes people men we catch cramps yeah (laughs) i've been there in the middle of a scene filming my leg is cramping like a bitch got there but i have not stopped stroking one time (laughs) as a person who is crap on i can relate to that the 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 cramps (laughs) From fucking are absurd. They 
I get a butt cramp sometimes, and that's probably like the worst, but I don't stop. Ooh. There's no stopping. Oh, oh yeah, because it's that why I say it's people don't realize when 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 you're filming, you're not fucking for each other, you're fucking for that camera. Mm-hmm. It's a reason why we have to do the positions. Why she got the cowgirl, reverse cowgirl. The lean back cowgirl, the lean forward cowgirl, reverse Kimmy reverse cowgirl. Uh, shit, she might have to get on the table. I'm just saying, you know, if there's an ottoman, she might be squatting on the dick. I'm, I'm just saying, people. <laughs> I, like, I think I've gotten my worst cramps when I was fucking a girl, and she just started sounding really good. And I was like, I can't change positions because I think she's actually going to enjoy this. And then I have like the worst cramp, and there's no stopping because she's actually enjoying it. So that is also a problem. See, and two, I'm also, but see, I ain't go front. The only girl girl I can watch is one with a strap on. That's just me. I, I have to see her get fucked. I, I just don't want to see it just get ran with a <laughs> strap with a dildo. No, 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 no. Strap it up. <laughs> I love strap on so much. So uh, yeah, I I like all types of lesbian porn. It's really fun. But yeah, strap on. I love strap on fucking. So like no, I'm gonna tell you, it, the best strap on fuck I ever seen was Pinky. I'm sorry, she. Oh, yeah. That's big dick energy for your ass. <laughs> yeah, I I absolutely love strap-on fucking. It's like something I'll probably always want to do. If anytime I'm shooting with a girl, she's like, what do you want to do? I'll be like, well, I have my strap-on with me, so up to you. But I'm going to be shooting a lot of girl-girl stuff and lesbian domination at AVN, and I'm very excited for that, so... Which is why I don't really have, like, a lot of the times the issue of just, like, too many dicks, because I am the one throwing dick most of the time. <laughs> so, which, with that being said, would you ever do a game, bang? Like, where I'm getting fucked by a bunch of guys? Yeah, yeah, that's a game bang I'm talking about. I ain't talking about the peg game bang. We know you'll do that. <laughs> and I've done, like, a lesbian orgy. Um, I would actually really love to have multiple guys. That's something that I haven't really gotten to explore very much. Um, mm-hmm. But I would love to have multiple guys. That'd be super fun. So have you done a three? Have you done a threesome on camera? Yeah, I have done. Um, I haven't done a threesome with two guys, but it's, I've done threesomes. Okay. With, so lots of girl stuff, and then I've done orgies, um, some all girl, mm-hmm. some mixed orgies. But yeah, I've definitely done quite a few threesomes. But so anyone listening to this, get in me. <laughs> so shoot. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I swear. I just love looking at you. <laughs> I like it. See, so y'all know, y'all already know I'm about to actually. You had to come back. You know that, right? If you'll have me. Well, you know I want to have you. <laughs> With that, can I call you a smoke buddy, baby? What's that? Can I call you a smoke buddy? Oh, yeah. Love it. See, there you go, people. Got another smoke buddy and a very, very sexy man at that with a nice ass and nice tits, too. So don't get it twisted. <laughs> she got she, she got top and bottom, baby. So <laughs> with that being said, you will see her again here on the Smokers Lounge and also in the premium smoke room. That's right. For $4.99 a month for my subscribers, who I call my premium smokers, because the best smoke 
It's premium. No telling what you might see. It's uncensored. It's uncut. It's wilder. Un more unpredictable than what you're going to see here on the free side of things. So $4.99 a month, go ahead and pay that. Subscribe on Anchor and watch exclusively on Spotify. You know, period. Yes, sir. So with that being said, Miss Dandy, can you please tell everybody where they can spend money on you? Oh, man. Where to begin? Well, first of all, you go to princessdandy.com. You get a whole list of my content. But if you want to go straight to OnlyFans, check me out. OnlyFans.com slash princessdandyvip. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Oh, yes, most definitely. So she's going to be back because we didn't even get into the poly conversation that we had before we started this show. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, and she's going to be back a lot. I got a feeling. We've got sequels coming. Oh, yeah. yes, plenty of them. So with that being said, people, you know how we end this all day, every day in my merch, which I need to go check out on bonfire.com backslash STO merch. Go get the sweatshirt. Because I know it's still cold by the time you see this motherfucker, all right? So with that being said, you know how we end these things all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to the smokers, Miss Princess Dandy. Goodbye, my lovely smokers. I hope you had a good one. And I will talk to you all soon. Yeah, yeah.